Hey friends, before we start the podcast today, we wanted to ask you a quick favor. We were wondering if you're enjoying the podcast, if you would please, please log on to iTunes. Even if you don't have an iPhone, you can still access iTunes to your computer. But if you would log on to iTunes and give us a rating and a review, that would be so helpful. It would be so helpful. We would love it and appreciate it so yes. much. And anytime you see our social media posts, please share them and tag us. We're just trying to spread the word about the Springs and Roots podcast. And we're so happy to ask our friends to help us along the way. Yes. We love you guys. And we're so grateful for you. Thanks for helping us out. Welcome to Springs and Roots. Many times in our fast-paced world, we don't have time for those God conversations that refresh us and bring life. The Springs and Roots podcast is an ongoing conversation between two friends demonstrating how our faith informs our lives. Now let's jump into today's conversation with Linda Reed and Casey Watson. Well, here we are again. Yes. We're coming in, if we're honest, both once again feeling a little beat up. Yeah. I think what we're realizing is that when we put this out there, there is definitely an adversary who doesn't like it and isn't happy. So we come in needing um, to talk about what we're talking about just as much as people need to hear it. People need to hear it. Yeah. I mean, that's the heart of the, the podcast. Real life talk, you know, as believers, our lives are not perfect. And we're just seeking to do that life, you know, according to the word of God. But that doesn't mean that we do it perfectly all the time. We're talking about accusation again. We talked about it in the last podcast. And that really was a focus on accusations being leveled against us from the enemy when maybe we don't even realize that's what's happening Mm -hmm. as we're pressing in with the truth and listening for love, that voice of love, we realize that maybe those things that we're hearing that are coming against us, those darts aren't love. They are in fact darts from the enemy. And so that was kind of our focus was when we are being accused. Mm -hmm. And this week we want to continue to talk about accusation, but we want to shift it a little bit to something that honestly I think is a little trickier to talk about. I feel a lot of conviction in this topic, if, if I'm also honest. <laughs> but what we want to talk about today is when we stand in accusation against our brethren. Yeah. When we partner or unwillingly sometimes, sometimes willingly partner with the work of the enemy and stand in accusation or judgment against someone else. Well, that's one of the things the enemy loves to do is he loves to get us to do what he does. Yeah. Right. He denied God's, you know, position of who God was. And so that's what he, that's what sin in essence does. That's what he tempted Adam and Eve to do. And so it's the same with accusation. And I tell my kids this all the time. Satan has no power over you because he's a defeated foe, except there's the except to get you to agree with him. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good. That's yeah. what he wants. He he wants us to agree with him. And so in the case of accusation, I read it in a book by John Arnott, which is, he talks about how in the throne room, 
you know, we know from Job that the enemy comes before God and he accuses God's people. And we know that's actually in Revelation, it calls him the accuser of the brethren. And so he, he's accusing, he's leveling accusations against you and I, mm-hmm. literally you, Casey Watson, the yep. enemy has an accusation against you. Yep. And so where we come in is he wants us as we come before the throne, because we, we, we live really before the throne of God, if we're the redeemed yeah. and he wants to pull us over onto his side and he wants us to get into agreement with his accusations yeah. against each other. Yeah. It's like, it's like he wants us to stand and witness. He's calling yes. us as witness. The enemy puts an accusation against you. Let's say he says, you're not kind. Okay. You're not nice. Yep. And so you're living your daily life and somehow, some way, you know, you're in your community, your church family, whatever, and somebody sees you do something or they look at you and somehow they think, oh yeah, she's not nice. So the devil's saying, yeah, yeah, Casey's not nice. She's not nice. She's not nice. And he wants to whisper that and he wants to pull that person onto his, his side to get into agreement with him to yeah. accuse you before God that you're not nice. Right. You know, the Bible talks about it over and over and over again of how we are to treat each other. Yes. And so that's why it's so important because it usually starts like bad things happen because of the accusation that we've come into agreement with. In like Christian lingo, we call it judgment, standing in judgment right. or judging or whatever, being critical, criticism. Like those are some other terms I think that fit the yes, same absolutely. the same thing, accusation. But I think a lot of times we don't even realize we're doing it. And right. we may not always say it. I think as we're growing and mature Christians, we may not always say the words out loud. Mm-hmm. But I know for sure that I think them. Mm-hmm. I still have those thoughts. I still think those thoughts. As I'm growing and maturing, I also am learning that those thoughts, like I have to take them captive yes. immediately and put them in their proper place and put them under the banner of truth mm-hmm. and kindness and all of those things because otherwise it's a seed and that just grows. It can grow. I think, honestly, one of the biggest places that the devil wants us to accuse each other is in the motives of our heart. Because yeah. that's the unseen. That's unseen, you're that's right. That's unseen, and that is the same thing that, that Satan accused Job of. He said, oh, he only worships you, God, because you bless him. So he was accusing the motive of his heart. And that is the reason why that's so dangerous is because it is, it's the un, it's the unseen things. And so he wants you, if you, if he can get you to agree with accusing people's motives of their hearts, then anything they do, you can accuse them of yeah. whether it's good or bad, because you can say, oh, well, they were nice because they had a bad motive. They were mean because they had a bad motive, whatever it is. We just have to guard against the yeah. subtleties. Like you were just saying the subtleties of the thoughts because they want to lodge into our hearts mm-hmm. so that then we enter into offense. So there's a verse, um, there's several, I mean, the Bible talks about this ad nauseum. Like, yeah, this isn't, like there's like not just one passage, but the one that we were, that jumped out to both of us was from Matthew seven. And it's the, I mean, when you think about judgment, when you think about accusation, I think it's like the verse that yes. everybody thinks about. And you probably hear it in the King James version, right? In your mm-hmm. head, judge not <laughs> lest you be judged. So this is um, Matthew seven and I'm going to read just through verse five. Um, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? 
How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all of the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brothers. So that verse, I think what Jesus is describing when he says, uh, with the judgment that you used, it will be measured back to you, is exactly, takes me back to the throne room. Because what Satan's desire is, once he gets you to an agreement with him, he wants to pull you over to the side of standing in accusation. And so the way it was described to me, it's like Jesus, you know, is on the right hand of the Father where he's asking for mercy and grace and forgiveness for us. But Satan's on the left hand who is accusing us of our sin and accusing us day and night. And so if you and I are in the throne room and we stand on the side of agreement with Satan, Mm -hmm. then what we've done is we've taken ourselves away from the mercy and grace and, you know, the forgiveness that Jesus wants from us. So when Jesus is saying to the measure that you do, it'll be measured back to you. That is what he's saying is you position yourself away from my mercy, from my grace, from my forgiveness. And so do not join in with the adversary and take yourself away from the goodness of what I want because then you've placed yourself in okay well now how you've judged you're in enemy territory yeah Yeah. but now how you've judged that's what you're going to receive because you've taken you're taking yourself away from my mercy my grace my forgiveness yeah I mean if that doesn't make you not want to judge people I don't know what will it's really powerful I mean, it's really, really powerful. And I think it's so easy to do. Accusation can come out. We were just listing a couple before, and I'm sure there's many more, but gossip, it can look like gossip. It can look like isolation, maybe in a generalized sense, like you're pulling away uh, Mm -hmm. from somebody in particular because of a feeling or judgment that you have. It can look like offense. And I think what happens specifically with offense when it's not dealt with it becomes bitterness, yes, unforgiveness and bitterness. And then that sits. And then ultimately what happens is disunity, which is that's the ultimate goal. That's the goal. Right. Mm-hmm. Is to not be walking in unity with one another. That's right. Well, the promise is if you let bitterness rest in your heart, that it will spring up and cause trouble. Yeah. And so that is the trouble that it causes is, you know, disunity um, among people and division and you know God has called us to live in unity and in love and in peace and everything the opposite of what you just described and it all starts with that accusation that fiery dart that is thrown into your heart or mind about another person and so that is why it is so important to keep the gatekeeper at your mind and to guard your thoughts yeah take every thought captive immediately Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then i think honestly even to do the opposite so i always think about what's the opposite so if satan wants us to accuse Mm, that's a good one why don't we bless bless if yeah. Satan wants to say, oh, well, her mo- her motive is really this or that, say, actually, I think her motive is love. And I think she's so loving and she's so kind, yeah. you know, start declaring the opposite. The opposite you yeah. know, Satan might stop using accusation against you more if you start declaring the opposite, because then you position yourself with Jesus, you get the blessing, and then you release blessings on top of other people. Choosing to say, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yes. I'm going to just assume the best. Yeah. Which is what love does. Yeah. Right. Love covers, you said it earlier, love covers a multitude of sins. It Mm -hmm. assumes the best. Yes. It partners with that. It cheers them on. Mm -hmm. Well, that's really good. And it's just, it's, it's good for us to be wise to the schemes of the adversary. Cause it, it says that, you know, that, um, that Satan might not outwit us. Yeah. 
that we would be wise to his schemes. And so it's foolish for us to not be wise to this scheme that he has to get us to come into agreement with accusation because it hurts the other person and it hurts us. And it doesn't have to be that way if we can be wise to the fact that we have an adversary who is an accuser and this is one of the tactics that he uses to hurt us and bring division among the brethren, as you said earlier. I love that word. But I think it really is a a maturity and a personal, a personal awareness, like becoming more aware of that, that what we're doing and what that looks like and how that feels and, and the destruction that that can, yeah, that it matters. Yeah. So I want to read, I want to go down a little bit further because this has been a revelation that has kind of been rocking my world and it goes with what we're talking about. It's just a little bit further down in Matthew seven, where we just read, you know, you just read about, you know, be careful how you judge. It'll come back to you. In verse verse 7, it says, Jesus says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. That is like one of my favorite scriptures because I always just picture myself asking the Lord for what I need, knocking on the doors that I need open, and then it happens. Yeah. But if you read down a little bit further, Jesus says then in verse 12, therefore, so therefore, if you want all these things, if you want to ask and receive, knock and it's open to you, therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Hmm. You need to treat others. The way you want to be treated. If you want those doors to open, act in kindness towards others. Therefore, this is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. Mm -hmm. What you want people to do for you, you do to them. Casey, do you want people to accuse you? No. Do you want people to judge you? No. Do you want people to talk about you? (laughs) No. Do you want people to think bad about you? No. So we don't do those things to other people. Right. And then we are free to knock and the doors open, to ask and to receive. Mm. I mean, that is powerful. That is powerful. And I'm like, that motivates me right there. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't want to judge. I don't want to be accusatory. I just, I want to go back again. It's like stand on the side of Jesus. Give grace and mercy. Um, Do not accuse. Mm. Do not slander. I think we talked about that last session. Devil means, diabolos means slanderer. Do not slander. Um, and just do what Jesus did. There's a similar verse in um, James, uh, James 4. It says, Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or a sister, judge them and speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but you are sitting in judgment on it. And there is only one lawgiver and one judge, and that is the one who is able to save and to destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? So when we take on that role of, of accusing or judging, mm-hmm. we are, we're saying that we're worthy of that and we're yeah. not, we're putting ourselves in a higher place. Yes. In Jesus's place. He's right. the only one that place. can destroy. Yeah. And yeah. So I think that there's a lot of power in yeah. that. And it reminds me of, um, the story, um, in John eight of the, um, Jesus is sitting at the well. And the men, the leaders, the Pharisees, I think it is, they bring a woman to him who has been caught in the act of adultery. And I think it's a beautiful story, actually, because this woman comes and she's been caught in the act. So she is... Yeah, busted. She's busted. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. She is... She's wrong. She is in the wrong. But what happens is um, when the men bring her to him. I'm imagining, and this is just me putting my spin on it, but I'm imagining that she's feeling broken. 
Oh, yeah. My guess is she's probably feeling shame because that was a shame on our culture, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a guilty, innocent culture like we are like we are here in the West. It was very much shame and honor. Mm-hmm. So my guess is she's coming probably with her head. And if she's been caught in the act, maybe she's a little disheveled. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's not even completely covered. Yeah. Her head maybe isn't covered or her clothing is ripped or torn or something is off, right? I'm just picturing a broken woman coming, being brought with all these men Mm -hmm. and what does Jesus do? He leans over and he starts drawing in the dirt and I don't know what he's drawing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He's talking to the men and he's saying, you know, which of you is without sin? Maybe he's listing their names. Maybe he's listing the names of the ones who have slept with her Mm -hmm. or maybe he is listing out their sins. I don't know. Maybe he's drawing a picture. Like I don't know what he's doing in the sand. What I can assume is that they're all looking at what's happening in the sand and they're no longer looking at the woman mm-hmm. in her shame. And one by one, what happens? Yeah, they, they walk get away. And leave. Mm-hmm. And then he says, Where is your accusers? Go and sin no more. It is not his preaching a sermon to her that fixes the situation, it is not him yelling or ranting or raving, but it is his kindness. It yeah. is his quiet. I imagine that his voice is calm and quiet. And I just think it's such a beautiful story. And so then her accusers are gone. And that's what happens. I think that 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 picture is just what we need to emulate. Yeah. We need to cover the broken. Mm-hmm. When we see um when we see things that are legitimate, like yeah. misfires, yeah. mishaps, brokenness, whatever, rather than standing and pointing a finger or quietly pointing a finger in our mind, Mm -hmm. rush to cover, rush to conceal, not in a bad way, not to hide it away, but for dignity, for honor, for, you know, to like, for the sake of love for, yeah, out of love. Right. Cause it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That story um, has always just really spoken to me. That's powerful. I think it's really powerful. Um, Love covers a multitude of sins. His kindness leads us to repentance. And who are we to judge? Yes. Well, there's freedom. I mean, and that's really what we're talking to people about. Like there, there's freedom from falling under the weight of being in agreement with the adversary. There's freedom for us and there's freedom for others. And that's the, that is always Jesus' invitation is for us to walk in freedom. Yeah. So we're inviting you into freedom today. We are. this week on Springs and Roots. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you may listen. We look forward to chatting with you next week on the Springs and Roots podcast.